we are not we are not going to be remembered. And that's actually good news because we can take the onus and the pressure off of ourselves to make this individual glamorous uh, legacy and instead think about what does success look like when, when we look at things more holistically? Like how does our work impact? Like, so how does our work impact our families? How does our work impact our, our uh, communities? Hey, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy a cup of coffee. Today, uh, we're going to be talking with Kevin Anselmo and his book, Reframing Career Success. He wrote it uh, just in uh, 2022 when he got COVID, which is a pretty interesting way to go about it. He'll be talking a little bit about that in our conversation today. Uh, but um, yeah, so great information here. Picture your significance at work from a Christian perspective. Uh, a lot of thought-provoking ideas here, and I think that uh, you can take something from that today. Before we jump into the conversation, though, I do want to encourage you to subscribe if you have not already. It's absolutely free, and we have a brand new episode every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. You can find all the episodes by visiting our website. It's actually brand new and refreshed, by the way, so you might want to check that out. Uh, fresh off the press, lockdoc.net slash podcast. Go there and check that out today, and you'll see all the 200-plus episodes that we have uh, released for you. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the audio version or the video version on YouTube or Facebook so you'll get the latest episode when it comes out on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, grab your cup of coffee like I've got right here in my uh, Door Hardware Nerds cup and uh, get ready for this conversation with Kevin and Selma. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes. It's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh, yeah. All right, Kevin Anselmo, thank you for joining us today. It's going to be a uh, in, in fun conversation. We're going to be talking about uh, a couple of different concepts, but really focusing around this book that I'm holding here. Hey, it's over there on this screen, Reframing Career Success uh, that you wrote. When, when did you read, uh, write this book? So I uh, had this book on my mind as something I wanted to start tackling uh, earlier this year. Uh, I ended up getting COVID while I was in Dubai, and I was locked away for 10 days. As one and, does. Uh, <laughs> and so really in February, I wrote the majority of the content while I was in a COVID, uh, quote-unquote, jail. It wasn't really jail. Yeah, it was actually jail. in a nice hotel, but yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. I've always uh, admired people that take an idea – um, like that and be able to put it down into words. So congratulations on on getting that done and getting it to print. Um, Thank you, Chad. As we do on the program here, the program that we have is we do rapid fire, five randomly selected questions just to get under your skin with unknown point values. And then we will Love give it. you a score at the end. Are you ready? All ready. Question, on. question number one. These are all random, by the way. I just hit the next button and they pop up, so I don't really know what I'm getting ready to ask you. Oh, wonderful. Question number, question number one. When you're by yourself, what do you usually think about? What do I usually think about? Uh, basketball, doing stuff with my children, and different aspects of my work. Okay. What's uh, basketball? Professional college? Uh, I'm an NBA guy. NBA, right. NBA. What's your team? Yes, sir. So I'm originally from New Jersey, was raised uh, being a Knicks fan, still root for the Knicks. I also uh, very much, I named my son Luca actually before a guy named Luka Doncic was on the scene and I've taken a liking to Luka Doncic's game. And so I watch use uh, NBA league pass and watch quite a bit of Mavericks basketball as well. Very cool. So you, New Jersey, you said you spent some time in North Carolina and then now in Florida. So you just correct. Kinda... And I actually, yeah. And I actually spent 10 years in Europe in between as well. well so I was in uh 
did a little trip, uh, a little, little trip uh, east there, and uh, spent uh, some time in Charlotte, going to some Hornets games over the years. So those were some good memories. Yeah, there, well, there were there were some small good memories, and then they were really bad, and then they came back to be really good. It's just <laughs> it's just kind of a, this year. It's like don't talk about the Hornets because they don't apparently know how to win. Um, all right, question number two: Do you think you're yes, more sir. like your mom or your dad? Wow, very interesting question. Love it. But you know, I do media training for uh, for a living, and in terms of helping my clients with media training, this would be very hard to prepare my uh, clients. How do you how do you prep for these questions? Uh, so my dad is an entrepreneur. He's a plumber, however. So uh, and I absolutely possess no skills in terms of you know doing that type of work. Uh, you know, I'm in, I'm a guy in front of my computer all day. But I think I did inherit a little bit of my father's entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, my mom is a little bit more the the reader of the family and a little bit more the uh you know into academic types of things so uh kind of a kind of a mix i would say all right i like it uh question number three what is simply too difficult what is simply too difficult yeah uh you know it's uh always a challenge trying to balance housework with uh doing actual work and you know making sure the kids are happy and also learning at the same time and not giving in all right i like it question number Four, what was your last aha moment? So very interesting. In writing Reframing Career Success, I originally wrote this book. I, I had this idea that the book would be about what is career success? What is, uh, how do we handle a career disappointment? So I was grappling with these different titles. Uh, didn't love either. And I ended up putting a question out on Facebook asking for title suggestions and some random person. And I had been thinking about this question for hours and hours and hours and yeah. days upon days and weeks, et cetera. Some lady who has no idea who I am, what my book's about. She's like, why don't you go out reframing career success? And she came up with this in 20 seconds. And uh, I loved it and basically rewrote a good portion of my initial draft to fit with that metaphor. Did, so you, that was really cool. you, did you send her a copy of the book? I offered. She didn't want it. But yes, <laughs> she deserved it. <laughs> can I send you? you have a, that, right? Can I can I send you a gift card for dinner or something or a, a book? No, I'm good. Thanks. Oh, that's Maybe great. Maybe she wanted that. <laughs> Question number five: What's the strangest way you've met one of your friends? Strangest way I've met one of my friends. So I uh, I have a friend who uh, originally I sold his cousin a bike on Facebook Marketplace. And he came over with his cousin, a uh, gentleman from Venezuela, had just come to the country. I like spending time with people from other countries. Yeah. Invited him over for, had him after we did the bike transaction. I said, come on, let's have a drink. And uh, he's been a friend. So I like that story. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, congratulations. You re- you passed rapid fire. We'll give you a score. What's my score? We'll give you a score of 846. Uh, out of 847? Uh, that sounds about right. Oh, wonderful. I feel like I should have maybe got some points docked because I kind of cheated on that question about my parents. I picked both. I feel like that's that should have been a that's, deduction. Actually, that's a that's a good valid point. So we'll knock it down to 836. Love it. All Love right. It. Um, well, thank you for being here today and uh, participating in Rapid Fire and not getting too hung up on the score because that seems like a thing uh, that some people do at times. So um, we're we're here and we've got you've got this book, Reframing Career Success: uh, Picture Your Significance at Work from a Christian Perspective. Um, intriguing thought process here, and, and it it was it's ironic actually. 
as I sit here today, uh, th- I don't know exactly when this podcast will air, and I know it'll, it'll be probably a month or two before it goes out, uh, but I, I was recording an episode yesterday, and a gentleman that I was talking to gave me an interesting definition of his career success, and mm-hmm. uh, when I was preparing for today, I was like, wow, it's wild that those kind of things uh, pull together. He was he was yeah. saying success is not measure is, is measured by how many people you help along your along the way. And I was like, well that's very a very interesting way that he had defined what that looked like for him. Um, and now we're here today talking about this reframing career success probably a question that a lot of people have um, is I want to be successful also Am I meeting that up to somebody else's idea of success? Mm-hmm. Where does that actually come from? So uh, talk us through a little bit of uh, why you wrote the book, because that's interesting. You mentioned during Rapid Fire that you are uh, a communications. You run, you help people with communication. So I'm guessing yes, PR type stuff. Yep. Yep. Okay. Communications marketing consultant. All right. So how did you get from that to this? So I've been running my business for 10 years and, you know, like, like anybody, some really great moments, uh, then some not great moments. And during those not great moments, you know, I've been really hard on myself and, you know, why didn't that happen? I'm a person of faith. I, you know, try to live out my Christian faith through my work in various ways. Uh, and when some of those, uh, things happen that I was not necessarily happy about and got down about, um, it really made me question, you know, what, what does success? Well, why did this happen? Uh, why do we experience career disappointments? Uh, what does actually success look like? So I really wrote this book out of a personal frustration slash exploration. Uh, and so decided to delve into uh, this topic of what is career success, looking at it both from, uh, you know, looking at it from a, a Christian perspective, as well as like, what are some best practices in in the world out there, leadership, uh, you know, academic research, et cetera. And so kind of set myself down this journey to figure out what that is, interviewed a number of different people, tried to hear their stories, and then tried to come up away with some different principles. And uh, over time, that's what I worked on and what is captured in the book. Had you ever previously gotten frustrated with something so much that you wrote a book about it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I believe God works in different ways, and uh, I believe that you know this was something that I felt called to do. Uh, I, uh, you asked me at the outset when I wrote the book, and I mentioned that I, I was in Dubai when I, I got COVID. I was not at all, you know, seriously sick, other than just minor sniffles kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just in a unique. I, I really feel like it was a unique opportunity where I, I have two small children and a wife and a busy life, and so uh, you know, it's just a rare opportunity where you have ten days where I literally could not go outside my hotel room. Yeah, uh, you know, get I sit. could open. Yeah, you're just, just forced to sit down. Door. Yeah, that's right. Forced to sit down. You know, I. NBA league pass didn't work in Dubai. So I had no distractions and uh, it was really a great opportunity for me to, for 10 days uninterrupted to delve into this topic. And, uh, and then ultimately I you know hired a number of editors, but I also hired a, a pastor friend of mine who I really trust from a theological point of view and uh, you know, vetted some ideas with him and then also vetted the, some ideas with people who are not of the, you know, don't adhere necessarily to the Christian faith, mm-hmm. but are interested in this topic. And it's been, I, it's, it's been really, um, you know, a, a pleasant, uh, reality that people of different faiths, different beliefs have resonated with the content of the book. Yeah, a lot of people uh, got stuck in COVID jail and binge watch TV uh, on Netflix, <laughs> and you wrote a book. Pretty interesting. <laughs> 
At LockDoc Security, we know that managing access to your facility can be challenging and time-consuming. From making sure new hires have access from day one to setting time restrictions for on-site vendors, LockDoc Security offers a wide range of solutions to help you manage any size facility. Take full control of your buildings, grant and revoke access quickly and easily, guaranteeing your facility's safety inside and out. LockDoc Security, your access management solution. So uh, in the book, you you talk about let's zoom out a little bit first. So, uh, you know, a lot of times and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just kind of make some assumptions here and let you explain yeah. it a little more. A lot of times when we are frustrated or we're we're trying to kind of be self-reflective of what we've got going on, things that are happening in our world, uh, we're maybe so focused in on and uh, have that tunnel vision of this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is all the problems. And I yep. can only see all of these things. Uh, why is it important to zoom out? So, you know, so just as background, first of all, I work uh, often in the executive education space, leadership development, work with different business schools and hear lots of different uh, ideas, uh, some of which are great and some of which are not so great about career development. You know, what, also like you know, MBA students, how, how do MBA students propel in their career? Uh, you know, a lot of that discourse is focused on us or, you know, the individual person. What can the individual person do to get ahead? And, you know, I very much, I, I wrote this book for people who are, you know, achievers, who are uh, ambitious. I'm not writing this book for lazy people. Okay. Sure. So I, I'm not talking to that person. Now there are lazy people who might just think like, okay, I don't have to do anything and, you know, success will come my way. Right. Sure. So, um, but uh, I believe like, yeah, we definitely need to be doing our best work. Um, at the same time, we need to realize that we're not in control of everything because I think this discourse around, you know, you're the CEO of you, uh, you know, these, that's like a buzzword, right? You, yep. you own your career. You're the owner of your career, right? Nice idea. However, you know, when COVID-19 comes and, you know, there's lockdowns and business closures and so forth, like you can't control that, right? You can't, you, you can't control where you were born, which actually is plays a, a really prominent role in what type of career we're actually going to have. We can't control a lot of our things, aspects of our upbringing. So, um, you know, I, I think, first of all, zooming out and, and looking at the reality of our environment. As a Christian, I believe God is in control of every aspect of our lives, every aspect of the world. And I can take hope in that, even in the midst of career setbacks, disappointments. Uh, you know, as a person of faith, I believe in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. Jesus Christ's death was really the most poignant career disappointment you can imagine. So, you know, we might have our ideas rejected, right? Jesus Christ's ideas were rejected and his ideas were rejected so much so that people nailed him to the cross. Mm -hmm. You know, people have been betrayed by colleagues. Jesus was betrayed by colleagues. So I first zoom out and look at that reality. And, you know, for me, that kind of gives me hope and gives me a sense of peace, realizing that God is in control and my belief in Jesus. Jesus understands our different career disappointments. He actually experienced them firsthand. Yeah, it's wild to to think about it like that. I, I I don't know that I've ever heard anybody put it quite like that before. But uh, um, yeah, if, if you're if you follow uh, the scripture, yeah, it, it wasn't as if um, Jesus was walking the earth and just had uh, these this great idea and just throngs of people were following him. It, there was yeah. a lot of uh, there was a lot of negative context around that and and pushback on it. 
so yep. much so. Uh, but yeah, that's that's wild, and and I like the uh, yeah, that's that's intriguing. If you if you put yourself in that perspective, start thinking about it, because I think it's easy for people on a regular basis to think, woe is me, it's mm-hmm. it's all all of this, like, and just become so involved in in kind of what's going on in your world that you don't really see what else is happening out there and how yep. how it's impacting other people or what or or how other people are trying to encourage or impact you, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think we we become so you know focused on ourselves. You know, it would be interesting, you know, I'm writing this book and I wrote this book, published this book in 2022. This book would look a lot different, I think, in 2002 or 1982, right? Uh, you know, I even make the point about comparing to our, our uh, you know, my parents, my grandparents. Mm. I think the way our previous generations looked at career success and what we look at as career success is quite different because of the emphasis that is placed on on the you, uh, you know, you can achieve everything that you set out to be and you can become famous yeah. and you can become, you know, a social media influencer <laughs> and have, you know, tons of fans and yeah. so forth. Yep. And, uh, you know, I don't think our, our, at least my parents and my grandparents didn't have that temptation slash false trap, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> your, your parents didn't want to be the next Mr. Beast. I don't understand. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, last name, my kids want to be the next Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to make a living playing Minecraft on YouTube. Okay. All right. So career idolism, you talk about this in yeah. the book. Uh, walk me through that a little bit, because I think that we, yeah, like that's a real struggle. Um, so, so explain that to me is if we've, we've put our career so much on this pedestal and there's this, yeah. we've, we've created that kind of idolistic mindset around this is yes. what I've got to accomplish. And so I've got to put everything I have into it or else I'm a complete Absolutely. failure. And, and, you know, I think, you know, one of my counterintuitive points related to that is the idea that all of our efforts, all of our work will be forgotten because we like to talk, you know, a common question people ask in, you know, leadership development types of exercises, talks with like MBA students, you know, what do you want your career legacy to be? I don't know. Have you ever thought about that question or? Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. People have asked that multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's a nice thought to think, oh, you know, uh, I'm dead in a hundred years from now or even, you know, a hundred days from now, Mm -hmm. my work is going to be remembered. And the reality is like our work is not going to be remembered and we're not our legacy. This any sort of grandiose ideas we have of this, you know, amazing legacy that we're going to be leaving behind generations. It's a very, very far-fetched idea. And so I, you know, I make the point like, okay, um, Chad, do you know the name of your great, great grandparents? Uh, no. No. Okay. Did you know what they did for their work? Uh, no. Okay. So uh, let's take, let's go back 150 years ago. Oh, he's thinking. Uh, uh, I, I was trying to think great, great grandparents. I have no clue. So I'm going to guess your great, great grandparents were around 150 years ago. Okay. More or less. That, Sounds good. That right. Uh, I don't have enough so data say to debate that. <laughs> uh, let's say like the richest man in the world 150 years ago. Any idea? Uh, wouldn't matter to me. Wouldn't matter to you. Exactly. Yeah. So even like sports stars, entertainers, all these people, just and these are people at the top, top, top of their profession and they're completely forgotten. Right. Yeah. So in 150 years ago, if you look at the, you know, the sphere of when the world began to today, I mean, 150 years ago is not very long ago. So we are not we are not going to be remembered. 
And that's actually good news because we can take the onus and the pressure off of ourselves to make this individual glamorous uh, legacy and instead think about what does success look like when, when we look at things more holistically? Like how does our work impact? Like, so how does our work impact our families? How does our work impact our, our uh, communities? If you look at it from a faith-based perspective, how does your work relate to eternity? Yeah. And so it, for me, that's a really freeing concept that I don't have to worry about being, you know, famous and uh, remembered forever. And so this, these are some of the kind of the ideas that I delve into in, around this idea of uh, success idols and career idealism, because we are told a different narrative and we often try to live that out by emulating other people. Yeah. Were there sports stars 150 years ago? So, yeah, that's actually a, a question I delved into. Who was the most famous? Uh, yeah, and actually, it's an interesting question. Like, who was the most famous, uh, you know, basketball player? Well, basketball wasn't even a sport. Yeah, then, yeah. Right. Um, you know, tennis was not even I don't I'm not sure about tennis, but, you know, we sports 100. Like now let's fast forward 150 years from now. Right. Yeah. Like, will the NBA still be around? 150 sure. Years? Yeah. Well, I hope so for the benefit of uh, my great, great grandchildren, but maybe not. <laughs> and, you know, the stars of today will probably be forgotten. Well, I, I, I would say that from what I just heard you describe, the thing that comes to mind for me is what am I doing today that makes an impact today versus like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think in a grandiose world, you'd like to think, hey, what are the things I'm doing today? They're going to make an impact 15 years from now or mm -hmm. uh, whatever. But really, what is what are the efforts that I'm putting in today that are going to make an impact today to the people uh, yeah. that I can I can directly be in contact yeah. with? Yeah. And for me, like this idea that we're going to be forgotten, like that actually helps me to work with more motivation. Like, so I'm not saying like your work should be forgotten. So do crappy work. Yeah. Like that's not at all the message, right? The, the idea is we can work hard knowing that our, our impact is going to be uh, helping other people and communities and, you know, ways that we don't even imagine, uh, but in, in, a, in a way different than what we might envision. So uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm uh, intrigued with, I'm, I'm on your website right now, reframingcareersuccess.com, and you've got a blog post on here uh, with an intriguing title. So I want to get a little bit more context on it. If, sure. if career success is, quote, God's blessing, you hear people say this all the time, yeah, God's yeah. blessing my company. Uh, yeah. If I'm struggling and failure is, is happening or there's, there's not such great times uh, yeah. that you wouldn't consider success, is failure God's curse on your company or on you personally? That is a very eye-opening <laughs> question. So, uh, yeah, so I think we have the definition of blessing wrong, right? So I was blessed uh, I had a record year in sales, right? Mm -hmm. I was blessed. God blessed me. Uh, I just bought a new car. I didn't, but hypothetically. Um, so if, if we look at that as the definition of success, so um, who's who's the world, one of the world's richest men in the world? It's actually Vladimir Putin, according to different people. People don't necessarily know uh, what his net worth is, mm -hmm. but it's assumed to be in the billions. Uh, we can, I think, all agree that Vladimir Putin is making some uh, pretty terrible decisions. Uh, you know, so if we look at this idea of God bless me with money, is God, quote unquote, blessing Vladimir Putin with money, right? Uh, Osama bin Laden, you might have heard of him. He was, before he died, he was supposedly to be a very, very wealthy man. Was God, quote unquote, blessing him? Mm. Uh, so... You know, I think we have this idea of blessing completely wrong because we try to get this idea of God's blessing to fit into our little agendas. And, you know, this, you know, this hashtag of so blessed or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 
drives me crazy, frankly. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that, I think what, what blessing is, and then like, if you, if you look at the the Beatitudes where Jesus is on the Sermon on the Mount talking about, you know, blessed are the poor, blessed are the peacemakers. Here, it's not about a, a reward. It's not about a, you know, material possession or a material mm. outcome. It's about connection to God. And I, so I think, um, you know, every good gift does indeed come from God. Um, but I, I, I think we we have to be very careful. I think one of the key points here is like we need to be very careful about how we describe uh, God's how God goes about uh, allocating certain things to certain people and not allocating other things to other people. And so uh, let I would say like let's stay away from being the uh, you know the prognosticator of God's judgments and actions. Right? We are we are humans. God is God, and I think if we can stay in our lane as human beings and let God do His job think that's a better place to be. Fight back against the spread of germs with specialty design door hardware. From arm hooks and crash bars to wave to open, at LockDock Security, we have the right fit for any situation. Arm hooks can be retrofitted to doors with existing pull handles. Adding crash bars can reduce even more touch points while retaining ease of exit. And for those looking to remove touch points altogether, we offer wave to open solutions enabling you to command the door from afar. Reduce touch points and live healthier with LockDock Security. You mentioned here, and, and again, in this principle number nine in your book, Stop Comparing, and it's under the mm. category of fine-tuning your career success picture. Yeah. Do you, do you see that that's a detriment as people are comparing themselves to each other, comparing themselves to their parents, comparing themselves to just people in general Absolutely. of, hey, you know, you have you you just talked about the hashtag blessed, right? So yeah. I post a picture of my new uh, Gucci bag and hashtag blessed yeah. or whatever. And that <laughs> and now that turns into, well, man, I don't I don't have a Gucci bag. So I guess I'm not blessed or uh, yeah. man, what what do I need to do to get that? Because I want to be like that. You, and then you're constantly in this in this comparison trap. Why? Why is that a problem? Well, yeah, I mean, so and here's why it's so important, I think, to define success for yourself, right? So if you define success for yourself, and I think there's a number of different ways you can go about doing that. You can read my book, and my book has ideas how you can do that. You can probably come up with some other ways of without reading a book. But to define what success looks like for you succinctly. So for me, I have a couple of phrases that define what success looks like for me. Now, with that, that provides clarity. And I actually make that visible for myself. Uh, I actually, you know, use this in, as part of my daily practices uh, in my personal prayer life. I, I actually pray over my definition of success. Yeah. If that definition of success is visible and ingrained in our minds, guess what? When that When we look at that Gucci bag on Instagram, we don't necessarily have to think that's what this idea of fine tuning is because we need to be aware of the danger of comparison. Uh, we need to be aware of the danger of greed. Uh, we need to be aware of the danger of, you know, identity issues. Like where do we get our identity from? Mm -hmm. Uh, so by, but by having that anchor of, okay, well for success for me, looks like this, this, and this success, my success definition doesn't say I need to accumulate Gucci bags. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that's the importance of first defining what success looks like for each individual and then uh, being aware. So and then it's also a matter, too, of where you're spending your time. So I think I and I'm sure maybe you, Chad, and I'm sure some of your listeners have fallen into the trap of spending their time on social media and you go to social media for one purpose 
And it could be a very noble purpose, whether it's uh, related to career development or catching up on sports scores or whatever. And then all of a sudden we got, we get into this trap of checking out some person and then, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what do they have and so forth. So I also think then that framing of what career success entails should also de- should uh, dictate where we're spending our time. So our actions, there's nothing wrong with going on social media to, if you have a good reason to, but if we're on social media for 45 minutes, checking out other people's, uh, you know, what it looks like as uh, their status and their blessings, that's probably not a very good uh, blessings in quotation marks. Uh, (laughs) That's probably not a good use of our time and aligned to our definition of success. I'm going to guess. No, I, I mean, I can't, I can't agree with that more is uh, there's a lot of power in, in, in having a, a plan. Right. And that's what Definitely. I'm that's what I'm hearing you say is, OK, if I get down to it, it's it's no different than developing a, a business plan Absolutely. or a strategy for the year. What is the end goal that I'm trying to accomplish? So for for a, for career reframing your career success, what is the end goal that I'm trying to accomplish? And yep. then how do I know what are those measurables along the way that yep. um, that tell me that I'm on the right path? And also, Absolutely. what are the detractors from that? If if I go down this path and you know, I've got every one of us has the same amount of hours in the day, if I start to uh, invest my hours incorrectly in the same way that I would invest my dollars incorrectly, what is the outcome that I'm going to get? And, and, and I think what, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, and what I, what I see from this book is saying, really, at the end of the day, I'm just calling you out to say, (laughs) get a plan. What is yeah. what does the plan look like? And then how can you stay true to that plan moving forward? And if your plan is to be the next Mr. Beast, um, then you, you have a strategy to get there because that's what you've developed as as career success. Or if, as I had mentioned before we started, a guy that I heard that wanted to to go be a homesteader. Yeah. If that's your career plan, then that's completely different. And but what is the path to get there? Yeah. In the same sense, um, are you working towards that on a on a consistent basis? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, as a as a business leader, right? You have that business plan. And as opportunities come to your company, you decide whether or not to pursue those those uh, opportunities based on, you know, business plan, mission, values, etc. Yeah. We need to do that for ourselves individually and, you know, we need to have that sort of, you know, uh map to help guide decision making. And I think it's also really important, a really good exercise is to how does your work, how does your definition of success tie to your organization, right? So for your employees, mm-hmm. you know, it, ideally their definitions of success tie to uh, your company's vision, mission, et cetera. And uh, so that's an interesting practice too, where we realize how our work contributions are related to the organizations that we're collaborating with. Very cool. Man, this is a very interesting topic to discuss. I think it's very applicable too. And I'm, I'm going to imagine that this podcast is going to be airing somewhere out, sometime around the first of the year. So a great time to, mm-hmm. uh, to dive into this. The book is, uh, what, 143 pages long. A quick read. Yep. Uh, it's very Absolutely. very practical and some application there. So you can find out more uh, by going to reframingcareersuccess.com and get your copy of that. Uh, maybe share it with some uh, some young folks as well. Yeah, and I think it's uh you know it, it, I, you mentioned the point in this episode airing potentially in the beginning of the year. I do think it's a really useful exercise. Whether you read my book or whether you try to do this on your own or talk to other people, try to think as you're in 2023, what does success look like for you in 2023? Uh, 
spend some time, you know, maybe get away for a couple hours, uh, you know, go to the park, take a hike in the mountains, whatever it might be. Get think COVID, about what you locked in. Get, go get COVID. There you go. Um, think about <laughs> think about uh, what that definition of success looks like for yourself. Think about some uh, what those what those metrics for success look like, and then use that as a guide for decision making and keep it visible, right? And so I use the idea of you know actually have a have a make a picture for yourself, and whether you put it on a screensaver or whether on your computer or whether you actually have a picture in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep those words top of mind because you know it's it's very easy to go through any sort of book or any sort of program or educational experience take great notes and store it away in a drawer somewhere and then mm-hmm. it becomes you know you, you forget about it but having front in mind what your definition of career success is is something that i think is really important i i, I completely agree with you the the question that i've heard recently asked is if you were to look 12 months in the future what would you want to be proud of yourself for accomplishing yeah. then. And I think that's a, a really good way to go about that. Hey, Kevin, thank you for joining us today. It was a blast as always. Again, uh, check out his website, reframingcareersuccess.com if you want to find out more about that. And the book, Reframing Career Success, is right there. Thank you for joining us today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. We've got a new episode next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. and we don't want you to miss a single one of them. I actually had a buddy text me today because we're on our Christmas break as we're recording this, and he said, hey, there's no new podcast. And I said, well, here's the video. We're uh, on a two-week hiatus. So uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for checking in every Tuesday morning for that episode so that you can be connected with all the information that we've got going on here. Some great guests coming up for you this year, and we want you to be a part of every single one. So subscribe, and we'll see you next time right here on the Coffee Break Podcast.